Hey, it's Ben here and I'm here with my wife, Emily. That's me. Welcome back to He Says, She Says, God Says. This week on the podcast, we have guest hosts for you, Danny and Mandy, who are going to share their experiences in marriage. I think they've been married over 40 years to date. That's awesome. But they're going to particularly talk about the topic of looking outside your marriage and comparing it with other people's marriages or comparing your spouse with another spouse. Mm, Good topic. And the challenges that go as associated with that. Also, I want to thank everyone for their feedback that you've either sent us or spoken to us about. And we love hearing your ideas and we're looking forward to bringing them to you in the future. So without further ado, let's get on to hearing from Danny and Mandy. Hello. Today I'm really excited to welcome you all to this podcast about marriages and relationships where God is at the centre. And today we're going to be talking about why is it so easy to see qualities in other spouses, but faults in our own. Firstly, my name's Mandy and I'd like to introduce you to my gorgeous husband, Dan Acker, my best friend. Oh, that was a nice uh, intro, Mandy. And thanks for that. And hi, listeners. So how did we get here hosting this episode? And we've been married for years and uh, had a lot of experience in marriage really now. And we've known Ben and Emily for quite a, uh, quite a while now. And when Ben asked us if we were interested in being involved with a podcast on marriage, we were, I guess to say the least, we were mildly excited, weren't we? Yes, we were, and a little nervous, having not ever really done anything like this before. But, you know, we started reflecting on our lives together and we realised that we have learnt a lot by just being married. Yep, certainly have. And in all sincerity, I've uh, really enjoyed the journey. Yeah, I agree with that. However, we have way too much energy at times and we're both pretty passionate and we're social butterflies and we can spread ourselves at times a little too thin. You see, something about us, we both love life and we are doers. And sometimes these qualities can make our lives a little complex. Yeah, I'm forever saying you're jamming so many things in that hole. Yes, I think you actually said that to me this morning. Well, these podcasts are going to be another thing in that hole, but hopefully our listeners can benefit from our experiences. So we're going to share some stories about ourselves and our marriage and the fact that I love to say that we are still in love and love being married after 42 years. Well, that's a great start. Um, That would be 43 years and 44 on the horizon. Are you for real? Yeah, and on reflection, um, you know, it's nothing like I thought married life would be. I never thought that I would last more than a year in marriage when I look back on it now. Um, I came from a background with with really bad morals and... um, I'd never met my father, and um, you know, good examples of marriage for me were far and few between. I guess in my mind, I just saw marriage as a failure, uh, even before it started, and I guess that's how I was when I met you, Mandy. Yeah, I do remember that first time that I went to your place, 10 in your family, and a three-bedroom <laughs> home, and I was living at home with my parents, just the three of us, and I had been brought up in a Christian environment, both of my parents being spirit-filled long before I was born. Our lives were very different. My parents were happily married, and as I said before, we were raised very differently. 
Yeah, yeah. But, you know, what I didn't know back then was marriage could have a third person in it. You know, I learned that when you put God in the center of your marriage, uh, things just play out a whole lot more effectively. Yep, absolutely. The secret is allowing him to help. Uh, you know, in the big in the beginning, uh, I would say this would be one of my biggest hurdles. We both had strong personalities, and we still do. Yeah, and and I uh, was used to fighting my own battles, and to give over to someone else, uh, in my mind, that was just well, straight out weak, really. Um, but good lessons come with a few falls, and I think I learned, uh, had to learn the hard way back then. But how good is it when that third person, being God, is in the middle of a relationship? He comes to the rescue over and over again, really. Yes, we certainly needed some rescuing back then, but we've come a long way from those early days. But if we're talking about God in our marriage and having a healthy prayer life and knowing your Bible, these are all really integral parts of actually having a successful marriage. And in saying that, I love that scripture, this is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Yeah, actually, that is a terrific scripture, Mandy. Um, you know, it comes out of uh, the, the Gospel of John, 15 and verse 12, and it captures so much. Let's just have a look at this for a moment. Love one another. You know, it really underpins real harmony. You know, God orchestrated this principle right back at the very beginning in Genesis 2, you know, when he said, Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife, and they shall become one flesh. Cleave, which means to adhere, stuck together. It's like that song, Mandy. Stuck on you. Please. Got a feeling Danny, down. please oh, yeah, don't anyway, sing yeah. on this podcast. <laughs> okay. But anyway, um, you know, it really talks about, you know, when we say I do, how serious do we take our wedding vows? And the second part of that scripture? Well, the second part is, as I have loved you. And, you know, I guess it's not until you receive the Holy Spirit that you really begin to gain an insight on this part. Absolutely. Even to this day, it is beyond my comprehension how anyone could say, forgive them, when he was being barbarically tortured and in return offer the same people an opportunity of eternal life. Yeah, I, I can't even imagine it. You know, when I think about that, uh, what happened to Christ back on that day, what greater torment could we possibly endure than... Uh, what he undertook for us, and all he asked is for is for for us that we would love one another as he had loved us. Yeah, it's a great scripture. And when you look at what Christ did for us, hey, there's no greater comparison of love. And today's topic is about comparisons. Human nature is about competition, striving to be the best. Any of us can fall into a bad habit at different times of our marriage by comparing our lives or our spouses to others. Yeah, or even. Media is always pushing us to want more, to have more, not to be satisfied with what we have. Yeah, and that's huge these days. I'm not going to say in the good old days, but media has a huge part in making people think that grass is greener on the other side. So many people seem to have so much more than you do. I think social media has actually painted the word covet. Yeah, that's true. You know, but I can honestly say I haven't felt uh, that on my side of our marriage, no, Mandy. I think you're actually a much more easygoing person yeah. than I am. But, yeah, but I have spent 
uh, time of couples who have experienced jealousy and envy. And I can see how these feelings can really have a negative impact on marriage. My personality is, you know, really, I'm just easygoing, happy with life as it comes, really. Yeah, absolutely. Where I can say there were moments when we were first married and when our kids were little uh, that I did look at other marriages and compare our lives, mainly at times when we had a lot going on or I was emotionally exhausted. And I know these feelings are not healthy in any marriage, but my personality is very different to yours. Or should I say my nature is to try and to be the best at what I do. I appear super confident and, you know, when I talk to people and I actually tell them this, they're actually quite shocked at this because I do appear super confident, but I'm actually a more complex person than you and I'm not as confident as I appear in the first place. And although I have looked outwards at times for the wrong reason, I also love to learn from good examples and there are lots of good examples as well. Yeah, well, for me, thinking back compared to what I once had, and understood, I was really pretty content. And I actually, I thought we had a perfect marriage. Yeah, well, I don't think I've ever met a couple in a perfect marriage yet. So the sort of things that made me compare other marriages to uh, ours and other husbands to you were silly things, but they're things like lack of quality time, your clothing style, <laughs> and fabricated what? lives. Yeah, and I know that sounds bizarre, but it's true. Wow, well, this is going to be interesting. <laughs> so, uh, well, let's start with the quality time, shall we, start to kick it off? Um, so, as we said earlier, we are busy people. Yeah. Too many things in the yeah. hole. And Sundays have always been a busy day for us. Our meetings at our fellowship have a long break in between two sessions. Yeah, I love that break. It, you know, it's a time when I catch up with so many people. Yes, and while you were catching up with people, I was juggling two toddlers between uh, the meetings on my own. I felt like I was responsible for looking after the kids during the break. I would see that perfect family sitting across the table from me, sharing a meal and responsibilities. And I did feel, to be honest, at times a little isolated. And Sundays were a mm. good example of me not feeling like we had any quality time. And where were you? Nowhere to be seen. But in the end, I just had to say I wasn't happy with my load. And in hindsight, you were doing what was important. And I knew that even back then. Yeah, I do recall uh, discussing this uh, on more than one occasion with you. Uh, Yep. Yeah. And on reflection, I was pretty focused. I had developed a real passion for people. And, and you know, I love to talk. Really? I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, I love to talk. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I love to talk. Um, yet I needed, I needed to understand uh, it was our role to nurture our children and not just yours. But in for memory, it was just a, a simple conversation that, that made the two roles achievable. Would that be right? That is correct. Yeah. Uh, and it wasn't really that hard when I think back on it now. I, I mean, I just took one of the kids uh, with me whilst catching up with others and, you know, chucked them on the hip, took them for a walk and caught up with other people just to lighten your load. Absolutely. And, you know, now we see other young couples dealing with these issues, but that was actually a good outcome. And I do love that we can talk about these things together. Back then, I just had to let you know that I needed some help and I also needed to understand that you were doing what was really important too. We just needed a good balance. Yeah, and plus I was never really good at reading your mind. That was a balance I had to get in, in, into place as well. Um, but let's just go on to um, my physical looks. What was going on in your head there? Well, actually, I'm sitting across from you now and I think you look pretty cool today um, with your yourself. little beret and your scarf. But anyway... 
anyone who's met you knows that you're a bit of a country boy at heart and a bit of a cowboy. And I often used to look at your fair dinkum ochre choice of clothing and compare that to men who dress with a little bit more finesse. Now, that was a long time ago. I was trying to change you, but not for the right reasons. It was actually my problem, not yours. Now I quite like the way you you present yourself these days and there is not too much cowboy in your clothes. <laughs> yes, it is like that. Uh, well, I must admit, clothing really wasn't one of my strong points, uh, really. No. Yeah. I, I, I know that I needed some uh, real help in the wardrobe. Yep, those purple flares. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but I was from the country, and I reckon I, I need I really need to change. You, know, you can take the boy out of the country and change his clothes, but it's hard to take the the country out of the boy. Actually, what about my jeans? You know, when I had my jeans and my denim caps, and you know, remember my denim cap that I used to wear with that, yeah, back in the beginning? I'm not really sure what happened. Yeah, that. that was a real fave of mine, and mm, vanished overnight. I yeah, think. what did actually happen to that cap? Don't know, mum's the word. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, but uh, I, I was really country back then. And you know what? I still love singing country. And, and I feel proud because I introduced you to country music. And you know what? You're just about there now, I reckon. Absolutely. I do like country. Yeah. So Music, that is. Music. Oh, well, there you go. That's a good start. So uh, what about other comparisons? The last one was really a bit of escapism. Reading novels where the book presented the perfect couple, Man in shining armour, perfect looks and a rather perfect life. What was I thinking back then? Where today I think social media could play the same role in many people's lives. It's a great place to compare other people's perceived perfect lives. And to be honest, filters and stage photos can make anyone look like they are living the life. You know what? I was young and I sometimes envied what was probably just a fairy tale. So what I want to know... Would you have found me in one of those books? No, I wouldn't. But I love the man that you are, and I love spending my life with you most of the time. Mm. But at the same time, you you can be pretty complex from time to time. Really? Maybe, although I think you are just maybe a little more simpler than me, but not in a bad way. Simple. As I said, I'm country, and country is simple. There's no doubt about that. But looking back... I guess I, I wasn't a, a jealous about things like that. If I was envious of anybody, I, I'd have to say it'd be your mum and dad. Oh, that's nice, yeah. I think. Well, I'm a bit choked up a little bit there when I said that. Um, you know, I saw that they really loved each other and they really loved God. They definitely did. And they had um, a really good sense of humour. Mm-hmm. I love that Especially about them. Especially mum. Yeah, your mum. Oh, she had a wicked sense of humour. And they had worked uh, in being financially stable. You know, your dad was a really good provider, you know, and he he, he really outlined um, stability uh, around the house. You know, I think one of the things with dad that he said when we were quite young married, when um, I think we thought the world was going to end and we were just like eating, drinking and being merry and um, dad actually pulled you aside and he said to you, you know, what if the world doesn't end as quickly as you think it is? You know, oh, this was about when we about super. Yeah, he told me and I should he, have he super. Just, yeah. encouraged us both to have a longer term vision in our marriage, and I'm so grateful for Dad. When I think yeah. of all the things that Dad said to us, I am really grateful that he gave us that advice. Yeah, that held us in good stead later on, didn't it? It certainly did. Yeah, the other thing I really liked about him was that 
um, they were really good at spreading themselves around. Yep. And, you know, there is a difference between being jealous for the right reasons. So you were jealous of mum and dad, but for the right reasons. You were looking at the good qualities to emulate. I was just daydreaming a little bit too much. But the other things I saw in them, was, um, I saw others gleaning advice from them. Mm-hmm. And, and given my background, it was truly well, the best example for me at that time. Um, you know, good examples um, really stand out. Well, so do bad examples. Yeah. Um, uh, but I understood the, that I couldn't be them and they certainly could not be me. No, never. Well, what a difference there was then. But what they taught me was to, if you want to inspire others, you need to be an example. And, um, you know, that's easy said. But once again, you know, if we love one another as Christ love does, then um, we are well and truly heading in the right direction. Yeah, I agree. You mentioned before that you had talked to others about things like this. What sort of issues did other people raise? Oh, yeah, actually, it's a good question. Um, You know, it's things like, um, uh, let's think about that now. Um, I wish our marriage was like theirs, you know, blaming Mm. the the other spouse for the deficit. Do you know what I mean by that, Mandy? Yeah, I do. I thought that at times. Well, why? Uh, let me think about why can't my husband be more affectionate like other husbands? Oh, you, you're pretty good in that one. Well, I hope so. Yeah, I, th- I think I am. Um, uh, what else? Uh, why aren't we happy like them? You know, like comparing yep. the couples one with another? Yep. Uh, and what about the, um, the from the guys, if only my wife didn't keep on harping about things? Yes. You know, that's a that's a really big one, actually, believe it or not. Yep. And um, Or my husband never shows affection in public like other couples. Actually, I don't do a bit of that uh, much. I think you're very affectionate in front of other people. Yeah, I, I reckon I am getting a little bit better with that, aren't I? I think you've actually always been good at that. And, you know, the other thing, words like why can't he or why does she often come from people comparing outside examples rather than looking to good examples and working together in a marriage. Yeah, but when, you know, uh, God moulds us together, he does exactly that. We become one and now the work begins. It becomes like a, a work in progress. Yeah, a whip. A what? A whip. A whip. Yeah. A work in progress is an acronym. Oh. You should know that. You've worked in big business. <laughs> Actually, I think I do recall that back in my work days. Yeah, you're right. But anyway, but we've got in the middle is what we're talking about here today. Um, if we love him the way he loves us, there'll be no room for comparisons. Yeah, and you know, that comparing can be a real stumbling block. It's so easy to think about the things we see missing in our spouse and our marriage whilst taking for granted all the good things about our spouse and marriage. I often say we really have no idea what these perfect-looking couples have gone through to arrive at where they are today. And as you said, we need to get the whip out and work (laughs) on it. Yeah. Uh, You know, when you think about comparisons for the wrong reasons – it can be extremely dangerous. Yeah, absolutely. I, I just want to take you uh, back uh, to the Word of God again. And there's a story back in the second chapter of Samuel in uh, chapter 11. And we find a great example there of uh, King David. Yeah, and the misery he undertook simply because he wanted something more, something different. You know, in verse 2 of that chapter, it talks about how David looked, then came the desire he looked and he desired Uriah's wife, Bathsheba. 
You know, that desire, if you read through the chapter, uh, uh, chapter 11 and 12, resulted in adultery, evil plotting, the murder of Uriah. Um, you know, he was a loyal man. And, and the loss of an innocent child along with uh, the spare of both um, David and Bathsheba. It's you know, an amazing story, really. It, it is. And, you know, this example um, tells us that no one, no one is exempt from the greatest all the way down. Um, all, all can place themselves in a very similar predicament. As we look back and reflect on the day when we said, I do, at the altar, wow, that's a, that was when it all began may we understand that it captures every component of he or she that stands beside you on that day. The lesson is your marriage will never be their marriage or vice versa. You know, by all means, we've got to really glean uh, good examples. Absolutely, and talk and pray about them together. Yeah. Try not to get defensive uh, as you look to iron out the parts which that irritate. And and don't forget, more looking to God's inspiration and less looking outward. They are some great words of advice. I think I'll marry you. <laughs> you know, we all need to focus on the good things in our marriage, not just the negatives. We seem to find that so much easier. Hey, just thinking, do you remember the uh, our earlier review nights in our marriage? I certainly do, our marriage checkups. I remember them and I still love them. So what we do, in fact, we just did one a few weeks ago, is much easier now that we're empty nesters. But our early ones, once or twice a year, we would get together and we'd have a chat about it's time to go out and have a bit of a date night and actually have a look at um, where we're going in our life. Um, we would organise a sitter for our two kids and we'd head off to a nice for a nice meal at some cheap restaurant initially as dollars were few. Prior to that, we'd both find some time to reflect on our life as it is right now what we liked, what we loved, and what annoyed us about our marriage. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I remember the first time we did it, oh, we had such a long list. It was very there. long. And if, if I remember rightly, um, we went to a Chinese restaurant, didn't we? Yes, Yum Sings. Yeah, Yum Sings, that's right. And um, and I think uh, we had our entree and then out come our individual lists. Absolutely. And we only had two rules. One was whatever anyone had on, you know, put on the table – it was correct. It might have been their viewpoint of what they raised, but it was right in their perspective. Yeah, and no interrupting. No, and oh, sorry, and number two, no interrupting. Yeah, it was no interrupting. I remember that. That was a big one. That was, yeah. I remember vividly. Especially for me. Sorry for interrupting. Yeah, I remember vividly how hard it was trying not to go on the defensive. Do you remember that? I do. And do you remember what some of the initial lists included? Oh, uh, okay. Um, I think. Providing enough time for our spiritual needs was that that was there from absolutely yeah, I think that's always yeah. been number one on every year yeah, and then I, there was uh, too were, much TV yeah I actually I had a real problem with that didn't I ah uh, you did and uh, too much football oh here we go it's all about me again yeah I was a real shocker with that other things were like getting the parenting balance right our work life balance involvement in work school committees and so on. Rearing our kids in the way they should go. There was housework, gardening, car cleaning, cooking. Oh, yeah. And then the list just went on, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And there was also our emotional and physical needs. Yeah. But, you know, we, we'd walk, work through that long list and then we would break it down 
into uh, what, what three or yep. four maybe yep. important things we wanted to address. And that was combined. That wasn't three or four each, but that was no, the top yeah, three yeah, or four. That, yep. I, I think that was right, yeah. And, and we'd write... And we'd write them down. I think when we first wrote into them, I'd write it on a serviette. We did. I think you wrote it on a serviette, actually. You were a better writer than me. And we'd tuck it away for impl- implementation, you know, and then we'd in, uh, enjoy our dessert. And we went home feeling quite accomplished, really, didn't Absolutely. we? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. It was a great night. I think, you know, one of the things where we had a night without kids, so that was good. But as the kids got older, we first explained to them some changes that we wanted to introduce. So one year, it was actually really simple. We're going to turn off the TV every time we hear Dad pull up in the driveway. Um, Dan would get hooked on commercials, even a Telstra ad, and if, if the TV was on. It wasn't long before the kids just automatically turned off the TV just at the right time. And as the kids got older... We also included them in some of the planning and how we, as a family, could make our life uh, better by pulling together. Yeah, boy, you, uh, my memory just comes flooding back there. Actually, thinking back, you know, TV, it, it had me by the throat. Yeah, but hardly watch it nowadays. No, you don't. Um, Unless I turn it on. <laughs> yeah, there's, uh, but once we got going uh, on those lists, you know, it just became easier to address some of the issues that uh, used to let we used to let boil away. Uh, until they become big dramas, really. Yeah, and and it is funny. Uh, You know, I think when you're first married and you're busy, there are so many things that can catch you out with just the busyness of being married that you, you do let things boil away. So by the time they come out... You, you know, you are exploding. But it's funny, we had one a few weeks ago and it was done over a cuppa and it made me realise how far we have come. We knew exactly what areas we'd slipped in, we knew what to focus on and the conversation was lively and a great outcome. Actually, that's right. One of my main goals for this year, for example, is to increase my time spent with some male friends. You know, I enjoy being around you, Mandy, but I realised I probably need to increase my male interaction. Yes, I think yesterday you went for a long walk with one of your friends. Yeah, I enjoyed it too. You know, some of the others were no IT or phones in the bedroom and this was a really big one for both of us. Mm. But I've loved it since. It's such a different feeling hopping into bed and we're not distracted by our phones, social media, even reading. I'm so glad that we did this one. And the other one I think we did was we reviewed our budget to ensure we're living within our our means. Now, it's easy to compare other couples around wealth and status, but uh, that's a whole new episode. Absolutely. Yeah, and I hate that bit of planning, but I know it's really, really necessary. You're the tight wad. Me, I'm the spender. Yeah. Painful but necessary to have a budget. I And the other thing is I also made a greater commitment to establishing a regular Bible reading for myself. And we both committed uh, to increasing our physical activity as a regular thing. Remember that? And how are you going with that one, Dad? <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's just move on uh, from that. Um, so what have we learned here? Jesus never meant it to be hard or difficult. Giving over and letting the Lord take control is one of the greatest assets we can apply in our marriage. When we take control, we struggle. When we love Christ as he loves us, he becomes the crucial silent partner. Still waters on the raging seas. How's that for a sentence, man? It is actually very good. Yeah, but he provides what's best for our marriage to help us love one another. Absolutely. And I do say the word absolutely a lot. You do. I have to think of another word to say. Jealousy of what other people are or what they can have sometimes can make our relationship appear empty. Hmm. So talking about jealousy, 
another great scripture that comes to mind is in Proverbs 14, verse 30, Mandy. It says, A calm and a peaceful and tranquil heart is life and health to the body, but passion and envy are like rottenness to the bones. Calm, peaceful and tranquil. Have you read that before? Uh, Well, not until we actually found this scripture. I love that there is so much info in the Bible. I've really learned that a healthy body, which includes our heart and our mind, really does impact on how we react to things that occur in our daily life and our marriage. When we don't feel well or even feel good about ourselves, it's far easier to fall into a bad pattern of comparing ourselves and our marriage to other marriages and other spouses. Passion and envy are like rottenness to the bones. Wow, so accurate in that description. So in summarising, just because our marriage is different to other marriages doesn't mean it's wrong. You know, we'll bring individual qualities and personalities into our marriage. Mm-hmm. Our uniqueness means our marriage will never be the same as, our, as other marriages. The two become one. And that takes practice, prayer, taking the time to see the good qualities in your marriage and each other, along with the areas you think need improvement. Yep, I agree. And if we love one another as Christ first loved us, we take time to raise those annoying things in the right environment. We kick jealousy and comparisons out the window, as these are traits that can easily destroy a marriage. Be encouraged through God's word, and there are some great scriptures to help. And lastly, we try to be honest with our spouse without malice. Yeah, and if we're prayerful about our marriage, looking inwards together rather than outwards at other marriages and relationships, and we have learnt to be open to questions like, what would you like me to do or what would you like us to do differently? As a couple, it really helps to grow together. I agree. I think that's like open-ended questions rather than statements in a marriage. It's just really helpful. Yeah, I I agree with that. It may not happen overnight. It sounds like an ad, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, Uh, but it will happen with the right attitude, prayer, and a positive, uh, positive communication. And, of course, actioning those things you see that need that need change. Yep. So we hope that you've got some good ideas out of today and given you some food for thought. We have a few other examples of lessons we've learned along the way, which we will share in future episodes. They aren't always that simple. And we've appreciated the fact that we might listen to each other when he says, or she says, but but best best when when God God says. says. So stay tuned. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast on your favourite podcast app. And we hope you enjoyed today's episode. Oh, he keeps on saying things like, I had a sports car, but Mandy made me sell it. Oh, it's recording now. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you put that in. Scriptures for the next episode. You can stop that because we're not doing that anymore anyway. Okay, well. Okie doke, Ben. That's number one. We'll see how we go.